This is Scott Pilgrim vs. The Minute 37. Welcome to the Scott Pilgrim vs. the Minute podcast, the show where we review and analyze the movie Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, one minute at a time. After this minute, all he wants to do is eat bacon, Dave Castile. Mmm, bacon. And someone got to second base last night, Sam Brown. <laughs> this is fiction, right? <laughs> <laughs> and also joining us, and he does have a can studio audience following him everywhere he goes, Dave Campfield. Hey guys, thank you so much for having me on the Indiana Jones men. I've been listening uh, for a very long time. Glad we're getting to Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. No, no, oh, good. Crusade. I was going to ask which one of the Indiana Joneses it was. Is I that the one sure we're doing? Which one we were on? Uh, so, so Jerry, Pete, uh, Tom. You, wait, this is not the Indiana Jones. No, Jones no, movie. not Indiana Jones. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, 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 Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Yes. That's it. That's almost. That's almost better. It is. So, yes. yeah, thank you so much for having me on. This is this is an amazing film that needs to be that needs to be dissected one minute at a time. And we'll continue with this one absolutely as we pick up with knives whooping and then whimpering from the uh, as and the uh, what was it the the subtitles actually said whimpers. Yes, is what I had yeah. there uh, from the uh, rafters, and then we get the. Hold on. We. Oh my god! I, I, I always I love jumping in. Um, Please, <laughs> it, it's that moment where where she her 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 cheering dies off and becomes a whimper, and then you hear like the door slam. Right. Venue. <laughs> yeah, like everybody, like, she was the whole place just, just left her. cleared out after this battle of bands, and she's the only one. And, and we didn't mention in the last minute that uh, well, actually, we did. But Sex Bob's going to move on, so that that yeah. that is what she was whooping about uh, by default. But we get later on as a scene. Uh, what do you call that? What do you call that, title Dave card? Canfield? Title, title card. card to the title scene. card. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't. There's, there's nothing that Edgar Wright does in a conventional way. It's like a dissolve, very specific kind of dissolve to or uh, cut to uh, title card, dissolve out. Mm-hmm. Uh, a um, the transition is a uh, oh, uh, oh, uh, push wipe. wipe. Yep. You know, like there's nothing. Uh, Edgar Wright is like is is hell bent on making sure that he's done everything. In a sl- at least slightly different way than another filmmaker's done it before. Well, it's almost a way too to keep you a little uh, uncomfortable with it, so that uh, you're you're paying attention. You're not just getting the standard swipes or you know a standard just fade to black and come back in. So, am I the only one who feels like some of these uh, wipes they do, the transition wipes they do, is a little reminiscent of the way they do it in Star Wars? Where it's like they they kind of take the motion of the camera. You can't even see. I'm doing this. Yeah. They take the motion of the camera and they tra- transition with that motion into the next scene and carry that motion a little. Well, it, they're basing yeah. it on, on the same source material, you know, like uh, right. Kurosawa would do it in nineteen, um, you know, in the nineteen fifties films from Japan, and I think Kurosawa based it on on someone from his past. So, I think they they have the same teachers and they're just applying it in their own individual way. Did you guys notice what was on the side of the poster? Uh, what was on the side of the bus? What poster was on the side of the bus? Was it a Lucas Lee poster? I didn't. It's a Lucas Lee in Action it, Doctor. It have to be. Yes. Action, Action yes. Doctor. Nice. <laughs> One <laughs> of his many hits. I hear. I, I wrote. I went up and looked them all up. So we'll talk about them in a little bit. Uh, so later on, we get Scott and Ramona on the bus and uh, wondering what what was that all about. 
And uh, Ramona explains to Scott that uh, if we're going to date, uh, you're going to have to defeat my seven evil exes. To where Scott says, you have seven evil ex-boyfriends? No, seven evil exes. So this is where we get the first of many throughout this film. Corrections. Corrections. Uh, which I guess watching through the film the first time, don't really pick up on. I mean, it's there, but I'm not like, you know, it's not something that's distracting me. But watching this minute by minute and having watched this movie through a few times recently for the show, uh, you really pick up on how often she has to correct him for that. And this well, is the first of many. She corrects him on a lot of things. She corrects him in twice <laughs> on this particular conversation. Sorry, Sam, didn't mean to cut you off. About a few things. Yeah. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to cut you off. The, the, <laughs> Uh, you don't know why you're supposed to be picking up on that the first time you see this movie. Right. I I don't remember noticing the correction from uh, ex-boyfriends to exes. exes. Right, and that's and what so I kind of mean. You get to yeah. that the point where it's important. And I, and I will say that the book, Ramona, clearly says ex-boyfriends. She doesn't say exes. She doesn't make that correction. So the, this distinction was made Film-wise, for the movie. Yeah. And then, uh, but I love it. And then Scott kind of goes into the the next where which we get to the next correction is, and I have to fight. And she's like, "No defeat, defeat, defeat right. your seven evil exes to continue to uh, so we can continue to date." And yeah, this is what we were talking about last minute too. Just with like her personality in this scene is starting to warm up again, you know, because she's like pretty much. Uh, and then and then Scott, who only heard dating. Right. <laughs> that's that's really important going back to what Sam was saying mm-hmm. about, you know, exes fight defeat. He only heard one thing out of all of that. Right. We're and and th- he didn't hear the corrections. Like he heard them but he didn't pay them any attention. Right. And they as they as the viewer, you were kind of forced to the same thing because you laughed that you caught on that he only heard one thing. Mm-hmm. So you didn't pay attention to it either. Right. <laughs> right. So it's uh so what you're saying right now is that we're dating and then she gets the I guess. <laughs> Did you guys get the um the use of sound and image uh juxtaposed when when Ramona looks away from him when he says that, there's a ding that's heard from the outside that corresponds exactly. Her eyes dart dart to the side and there's a ding from outside the bus. Perfectly timed. Oh, and that's that. a total Edgar Wright thing for emphasis. When you look mm-hmm. back at the moment, you know, it's it reminds me of um when I was a uh, analyzing social network there's a moment where a character says a line mm-hmm. that's that gets a bad reaction and you hear skid marks like in the background so yeah. like the way a sound effect could can enhance a look is what they did at that exact oh yeah 30 second 30 seconds 34 seconds into the scene <laughs> and edgar wright did this previously with uh every time envy adam's name was mentioned you heard like the the alert in the in the store right right yeah, yeah. So Scott says, does this mean we can, uh, that we can make out? To which she's like, smiles and says, sure. And then they kiss and we get now the start of some of my favorite moment stretch in the next, I don't know, 40 seconds. We get, of- so I, I just want to bring up that um, this int- reintroduces the kissy hearts. And, I, and right. I, I've like established this in my notes now as the kissy hearts thing. Yeah. <laughs> because it's happened so many times, like we need a name for it now. Kissy Hearts works. Kissy Hearts. Own it, like man. What it is. Get a ticker for that and you know, have like a little whiteboard behind you. And uh, every time you see the Kissy Hearts, we'll write them down. But you get the audience awes, and that's what actually it says in the uh, the thing. So we get this. Now we get this studio audience thing for the yeah. bit. 
because as it goes into the next scene, we get the Seinfeld bass beat uh, going into uh, Wallace making bacon. The crowd cheers and, and whoops as uh, Scott enters the apartment and uh, goes into his lines that, uh, well, somebody got to, someone got to second base last night and has a second date tonight. And Wallace kind of just disinterested here. He's making his bacon. I would be distracted if I was making bacon. Also, <laughs> nobody cares what Scott's what's going on in Scott's life. <laughs> and then, so uh, here's here's a question I have for you. How does a transition to Seinfeld music with a, and a laugh track blend so well in a movie that and and a story that is essentially about youth and video games? Yeah, I don't, it's not part of the same universe, but yet it, it they they make it a cohesive whole. Right, and it's not like something that I would typically like if doing that, but seems even, like something I would do. <laughs> <laughs> it does. I was gonna say, did you do that? <laughs> similar things, yeah. <laughs> but how does it blend so well? I don't get like, I don't get how he makes the story work so well. I don't mm -hmm. ma get how he can make random turns work so well and feel like they're always part of the story. It doesn't feel too out of left field. He integrates everything so amazingly well, and I don't know how he does it exactly. Yeah, it's kind of like what we're saying with the scene, the way the scenes transition. They just, uh, it's almost to keep the viewer on edge so that you're, you know, constantly like reinvesting back into the film and not right taking the, the ground you're standing on is is constantly yeah. moving you have to adjust to you don't want a movie that has a bathroom break does that same thing it's a mess but he does it and it's very it, it's very cohesive I, so like i'm was, i'm gonna i i think this scene as much as i love the dialogue from the scene that seinfeld laugh track sticks out like a sore thumb oh yeah okay so for you it didn't then and, and it did not I mean, I, it, it was funny, but it didn't fit to me as, as the viewer. Mm -hmm. And it's, this is the one thing you're like, oh, the movie's great. I just, that one thing is, is mm -hmm. funny, but it just didn't fit in with the rest of it because any other thing where he's done this with the video games happens more than once. With the comic books, it happens more than once. With the weird movie side effects uh, or uh, uh, visual effects, happens more than once. This doesn't ever happen again. Right in the movie, it was almost like he, yeah, maybe almost like he had this scene, and he's like, it's missing something. He just wanted well, to do something <laughs> with it. It, it, yeah. it just, it's funny, right. but it doesn't fit. It, it comes off more random than than the other yeah. stuff. And for some reason, I totally embraced it, and but I absolutely understand why somebody would not. And it rolls, to be clear, yeah. the the book does say oh, it does video yes. audience. Uh, <laughs> does it really? It does talk. I mean, it doesn't say it's a Seinfeld theme. Right. But it does uh, it does talk about there being a studio audience in that scene. Uh, so he he pulled so that and decided with to the use book. Seinfeld as that. Right. Okay, so this isn't an Edgar White problem. This is the author problem. <laughs> well, the author didn't specify what it is. And it also didn't specify how far it goes on. Right there. Yeah. Studio audience. Okay, so so, it, so he does yeah. that once. But does how far does he carry it through this next scene? For it, those, those scenes aren't connected i don't think in, yeah. in the same way yeah. um so this is I, where the book ends and transitions it went on as long as it did like i would imagine you hear the seinfeld theme you hear the the canned audience laughter and applause and then just goes into the scene but he keeps that through that whole scene he threads it until the so next unusual. into the next minute that we'll get to because this minute ends with uh scott uh saying someone is lucky then and uh kind of kind of side skips over to the uh closet there and starts to open the door, and that's where the minute ends. So, any other thoughts on this minute? So, I'm starting to put together a better visual map on this little studio apartment. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And so there's a closet, there's a bathroom, and then there's the window next to the door. But if you go to him walking back in, there's nothing on the other side of that. It's, there's no window in that house. Yeah, it's it's I mean it's obviously it's like the basement studio, but if like when you see the door and you look to the left of the door where that window would egress, there there's 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 another house there. Oh god, yeah, they're underground. Yeah, yeah they're underground. Because there is that scene later where so, yeah. Just the little nitpicky <laughs> things that I come up with. And I, I'd caught this before. This wasn't anything that we've done on this. Like, where the hell did that come from? There's a minute coming um, up it, uh, later. Yeah, that, and it plays an that... important role later on, but you do yeah. see it here. It is established earlier, so it's not like it came out of nowhere. Right. Um, All right, uh, Dave Canfield, anything else on this minute? Uh, no, I'm going to do this too much in the next minute, so I'm going to... All right, we'll save it for here. then. Then. All right, uh, Dave, uh, tell us uh, how they can all find... Hold on. Oh, Sam, you have more? <laughs> You've neglected. I got more. I, I love pointing out the, the details <laughs> in, in, in Scott's performance in this moment where he walks in, rips off his coat, yeah. tosses it at the wall, and it just flops onto the ground. And he does this, this move where he like takes a knee in, in triumphant <laughs> celebration in a way, and, and to the applause of the studio. Oh, yes. No, like, this that, is definitely a play against the uh, studio audience. That whole sequence is so delightful, and and uh, Michael Sarah's tone as he's playing all that. If we go back to that, like like at the very beginning when when the whole band is like in uh, what young Neil's bedroom, mm-hmm. he is so into how awesome he is. Right, like this is all about him in this moment. He doesn't even realize that Wallace is making bacon for Wallace. Wallace, <laughs> and and. Yeah, and there's a lot of big. I think there's a lot of great moments, and I think I got to stop right there because it's it's gets into the next minute. But right. I just want to call that out. Very good. All right, Dave. Thank how you. can they find uh, Scott <laughs> versus Minute online? Uh, you can find us on the Twitter at Scott versus Minute hashtag. Does that mean we can make out? You can find us on Facebook at Scott versus Minute. You can find us on the interwebs at Scott versus And if you want to email us, you can email us at Scott versus Minute at gmail dot com. Right, very good, and Sam. It's just getting faster and faster every time, and I feel yeah. like I'm trying to stretch this out. He's good. Go for it, Sam. What? Do you, what? Is, uh, where can we be? You you can uh, you can hear all about Brian and I talk about obscure streaming movies at streamingnonsense.com. All right, Dave Canfield. Anybody out there you want to tell to come find you somewhere? And just come and find me on Twitter at Dave Campfield one word. And um, and by the way, another reason to listen to streaming podcast to listen to streaming nonsense is to listen to their two reviews of the movies that they did of mine. Caesar Nato's Deadly Xmas and Caesar Nato's Paranormal Halloween. That's great. Yes, go listen to those fun reviews. You'll learn a lot about chapstick. Now, <laughs> <laughs> you can also find Dave and I at podcastturvy.com. Also go to moviesbyminutes.com and you can find lots of good stuff there. So that's going to do it for this minute and we will see you in just a minute.